0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122 or Facebook. It is time. And thank you for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. You heard the dial tones. It's time for straight talk. 30-minute window, 30-minute conversation where we hear from our friends and our listeners of Real Presence Radio on their questions on the Catholic faith. Uh, so we are privileged. Write this down. We would be privileged to listen to you on the phone or on Facebook, 877-FRIENDS. Here's the number, 877 877- Seven nine five, oh is your password. That is your passcode for the next half hour of this wonderful excitement we call Straight Talk. I'm your host, Father Craig Holcalter. Uh, good morning. Broadcasting live from Trinity Junior High and High School. You can check out our website, realpresenceradio.com. For a link to that Facebook post or 877 795 0122. Coming to you wherever you may be your kitchen, your office, your street, your car. We are here. Straight talk. Here we go. So I am blessed because I'm just surrounded by three seventh grade students. Uh, so we have a live call in, if you will. We have three seventh grade students. Uh, Mr. Logan Gross, Mr. Isaac Dahl, and Miss Bella Kovash, who are going to speak to us. Do you, they might all have a question. They may all try to dump this really mega question on me, this mammoth question. Uh, but maybe one of you can just raise a finger or a hand. Do, do one of you have a question right now that wanna? Oh, they. Okay, we got we got two of the three sets of hands being raised. Um, Please know, though, listeners, go to our RealPresenceRadio.com, that Facebook link. You can post a question on there if you're more comfortable doing that. Or go 877-795-012 for Straight Talk, March 9th edition. Isaac, Isaac Dahl is a 7th grader at Trinity Junior High. He's looking at me. He's smiling like he should be, and he has a question. Isaac, go ahead. You're on there.
1: Well, Father, I think I can really stump you on this question. Oh, no. so, I'm ner-
0: This makes me sweat.
1: In Leviticus, it says that... Leviticus? It says that uh, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, if anybody injures you, you can injure them back, but mm. in the Gospels, it says, uh, I've said to you eye for an eye, but now I say that you should, uh, you should like turn the other cheek when you're slapped and... Like, don't retaliate. But God also said, I have not come here to change the law. I've come here to fulfill it. But he's just changing the law. How do you explain that?
0: That is a fantastic question. And as Isaac's asking that question, both Bella and Logan, his two classmates, are looking at me. All right, Father, here's your big chance. You're talking to thousands of people. All right. So he, I think here's a good way to answer it, Isaac. And I'm glad to you. That's a great question. So I'm going to rephrase it a little bit. And then Isaac, if I'm off anywhere, just let me know. Okay. So Isaac's okay. asking, um, seventh graders asking with no notes in front of him, no joke. He's asking, how do we, how do we compare this teaching from the old Testament, the book of Leviticus? He quoted Leviticus and how we want to go an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. So Right there, we're teaching justice, right? What's owed. So you take a tooth, I'm going to take a tooth, right? You steal my bag, I'm going to steal yours. But then in the New Testament, especially in the gospel, Jesus Christ teaches us that if that happens, you turn the other way. Is that your question? Yeah. Okay, so those two, that that comparison, Isaac and Logan and Bella and all of our listeners, that comparison is given to us in scripture to tell us that we have a God who's just Right? So he's not going to forget the promises he's made. He's not going to forget the promises uh, and the covenants he's made with us. But he's also a God of love. And so we want to hold up that there are things, you guys know, right, as 7th graders, there are things that we should stay away from. There are sins we could commit. We want to stay away from those things. Right? We know them. But we also know that God is a forgiving and merciful God. And that needs to be wrapped into one. Because if we overemphasize the mercy, what happens? We get kind of crazy, right, and chaotic. Mm-hmm. And then we do things we shouldn't do. Well, God doesn't care. So Leviticus is trying to tell us that God does care. Okay, that's what Leviticus is saying. But In the Gospels, Jesus comes and says, well, he does care, but you must know that I and God the Father, my Father, are merciful. And, of course, where do we, where do we encounter that mercy? As Catholics, as living Christians, where do, where do we get the mercy first and foremost? With sacrament baptism okay well baptism you get grace and then what and then confession right okay great question uh so i'm gonna go to i'll probably go to i think you both raised your hands but before we get to bella or to logan hold on there brenda on facebook asked uh who put the torah together and was any part of the torah Uh, And was any part of the Torah become part of the Bible? So the 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 Torah. Okay, so the Torah. Just so we're very clear, are the first five books we just got there, the first five books of the Old Testament? Can one of you name the first five books of the Old Testament? Bella. Go ahead. Isaac will help you out. Go for it.
1: um, Wait, did it it leave you? Go ahead. Genesis. Yeah, Yeah. bingo. Keep
0: going. Three more, no, four no, more. I forgot. Genesis,
1: Genesis, Exodus, I Leviticus, it. Numbers, Deuteronomy.
0: There we go. There <laughs> so that's the Torah. Okay, first five books of of the Bible, um, and then who put the Torah together? So this would have been uh, that. That's a great question. So the Torah would have been put together um, by what we would maybe by what saints would call the Jewish fathers, or um, those throughout um, the history of Judaism. Who would have seen value in putting together the Old Testament, uh, which is we know as Christians, as Catholics, Logan, Isaac, and Bella, as just half. sacred scripture so the old testament and the new testament now let me be clear we get the bible from where we get the bible from the church right it's the church that says these are the x number of books the 60 70 some books that we pay attention to from both the old and the new testament that's a good question i want to answer it more fully brenda um but i need a little bit of a clarification on my end on um if some maybe are you asking if some part of the torah was left out or if all of the Torah was inserted into the New Testament that we know as the Bible. But to be clear, the Torah is in the Old Testament. Uh, we, we believe it is inspired. It's the Jewish scriptures. Uh, Christianity comes from Judaism, and we never want to forget about that. And it's the Torah and the Old Testament that links the two. Um, if that helps, I hope it does. If not, go back to Facebook, Brenda. Feel free to send us uh, another further insight or another question on there. But I'm going to go to Bella right now. Do you have a question? Go for it. Bella Kolbash, 7th so, grader at Trinity okay. Junior High.
1: So we are getting the sacrament of confirmation next year. Um, and uh, my question is, like, what is confirmation? Like, what does God, like, want us in confirmation? Like,
0: Okay, so uh, that's an awesome question, isn't it, Logan? Logan loves that yeah, question. So <laughs> what, uh, what does God want to give to us, Bella, yeah. in confirmation? Yes. So f- f- uh, Grace... So the sacrament of confirmation gives us the strengthening of the Holy Spirit and the seven gifts. So if you guys learn about the seven gifts, you probably are or probably will. So the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are those things that practically enables us, puts us in a right situation to practically approach. So like make decisions, um, say certain things, you know, choose a path in life. It strengthens our decision to be an adult committed in the faith. So you get the confirmation at eighth grade, right? So for you, it's going to be next year. As an eighth grader, you get confirmation because that's a really tough time, right? Junior high is not always the funnest part of your life, right? So in junior high, you have a lot of tough walls to climb and confirmation is the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit increases inside of you through that sacrament and through the Bishop so that you're strengthened to live the gospel in your ordinary life. Does that help? Yeah, that's a great question, man. From Leviticus to confirmation, Logan, what do you got? Logan Gross, good morning, Logan. Logan is a seventh grader here at Trinity Junior High. Logan, what do you got?
2: Um, so, how are you? How should you go about choosing your confirmation name?
0: How should you go about choosing your confirmation name? Speaking of confirmation, I'm glad you asked that. So, I think, um, I think the best way to go about it is three things. So I think one is you should ask your parents if they have any thoughts because they next to you, they know you the best Um, and definitely your parents. So you should ask your parents if they have any suggestions Two, whether or not they give you some Logan. And I would say this to you as well, Isaac and Bella, two is you and Jesus talk about it. So pray, do it alone though. So in the school chapel, when you're at mass, have that conversation. Okay. My mom and dad said this. I'm kind of thinking this, you should do that. And then I think if you have a good friend or a good group of friends and in a, in a real and serious way, you know, don't be sarcastic, but in a real serious way, share with what you're thinking, Hey, I want to do this because of this, or I want to pick this because of this. So ask your parents, ask our Lord and ask your friends. And I think through that, you're going to get to, cause maybe your friend will be like, Oh yeah, I think you'd be a good Matthew. Or, Oh yeah, I think you'd be a good Gianna or yeah, I think you would be a good Mark whatever the name might be, that um, you have support in that, right, from your parents, from your friends, and then the most important part is, is the Lord. Does that help? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Logan asked, uh, to repeat it, how do you go about picking your confirmation name? Sometimes, in my situation, and th- probably in a lot of your guys's, you'll just pick, like, the name of a, um, like of a relative of a, of a grandpa uh, or of a grandma or maybe your mom or your dad's name. I think there's real value to that because you'll never forget that, and that will be close to you. But I think, I think there is a, even more value probably in asking your parents that, that advice and then taking it to prayer. Isaac, Bella, any other questions? Logan, what else do you got? Any other questions you guys are thinking about? Leviticus, to confirmation, anything else? Straight talk? Don't move, kid. Don't move, seventh graders. Uh, you, something might pop into your head. 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. Or go to realpresence.com. And Facebook us that question, uh, realpresenceradio.com, and Facebook that question to us. Uh, I like having it's better in person. Whether it is confirmation, whether it is Leviticus or Torah via the Facebook, uh, realpresenceradio.com for straight talk. Anything else, you guys? Any other questions? Those are those are those are the ones you had. All right, I'm going to send you guys back to class. You can ask anything else. You're looking at me like you. Any, no. No butting questions on Leviticus. <laughs> Are you sure? Here's your time. We got 20 minutes. Go for it. Go for it.
1: No, I don't have anything.
0: All right, nothing else. You guys have a great Monday. Thank you, Bella. Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. Are you guys going to co-host with me, friends? They're not moving. They're just. they They. I think they kind of like it. Do you just not want to go back to class?
2: Yeah, I'd probably say that. For, yeah, they probably. Just don't probably. Go back to class?
0: Okay. Well, let's do this then. So here, here's a question. So where does and in the, well, you guys know, what are the three efforts we do in, in Lent? What are the three things we're supposed to do more of?
1: Almsgiving. Got
0: it. Go ahead, Bella. Um, almsgiving is one of them. Um, go ahead.
1: Is, like giving something up or whatever?
0: Sure. Well, yeah. Before we go into almsgiving, what are the other two things we should be doing? There's three uh, things.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Fasting.
0: Fasting. Oh, yeah. So almsgiving, fasting.
2: Hmm, it's a tough one. And prayer.
0: You got it. So fasting, almsgiving and prayer. Do you guys know where those originate? Like why those three?
1: Cause God uh spent forty days and forty nights in the desert, right? Good. So like he was tempted a lot, so we have to like give up something and try to live a moral life.
0: That's that's right. So and we do that by what? Fasting. Prayer and almsgiving does that. But Isaac, you make a good point. And Logan and Bella, we shouldn't forget this, right? Some people, I'm asked a lot. I think I'm asked every Lent um, from adults in the faith or youth in the faith. Why 40? Why not 20? Why not 60? So 40, right? It's foreshadowed in the Old Testament. We have 40 days there, 40 nights. And in the New Testament, of course, our Lord does it, right? So our Lord doesn't spend 17 days in the desert, right? He doesn't spend 72 days in the desert. Jesus spends... 40 days in the desert. Okay? and in that, So that's the 40 days of Lent. We understand that, right? And you guys know this, right? Are Sundays included in Lent? It's the whole dialogue. Are Sundays included in Lent? So they're not included in the 40 days, if, if people are asking that. People also ask, and maybe we'll get to this with Monsignor Richter, because he's on in this segment when we talk about Lent. People also ask, maybe if you gave up uh, chocolate or you gave up watching TV, can you do that on Sundays? And I'm gonna put that question, oh, do you have an answer, Logan? Now you kinda wanna know?
2: Yep. Logan,
0: what did you give up for Lent? Can you share that with us?
2: Um, I gave up types of junk food.
0: That's a good one. So Logan might be asking, so Logan Gross gave up types of junk food. And you might be wondering, okay, so let me get this straight. If I take off the Sundays in Lent, d- does that still fulfill that promise? Because if you add the Sundays, it's more than 40 days. Logan, I'm going to tell you this. You need to do whatever your heart thinks it should do. I think that's the best way to go about it. Ask your parents. As a seventh grade, ask your parents. Don't forget to pray on it. I am kind of back and forth myself that on Sundays in Lent, should you still give up those penances or still maintain those promises? I think we're going to get that question with the Monsignor Rector because I think it's a good one. Fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. What does fasting do for us? Bella, Isaac, or Logan.
1: It, like, mm, gets us closer to God, like what he experienced. So, like, by us fasting, we could get a better relationship with God and just,
0: uh, yeah. Bingo! See, that's that's good, Isaac, right? So it's not just giving up something. It's what we're going to get in return. Prayer. Why do we want to increase our prayer? That's an easy one.
1: To get closer to God.
0: Right. So when we increase our prayer time during these 40 days, if the whole point is to deepen our friendship with God... We remove food, fasting, so we have more of Jesus. Okay. And we don't get more of Jesus since we have conversation with him. So now we just tied fasting and prayer together. Why alms giving? Belly, you had something about alms giving, right? What is alms giving? Who knows what alms giving is? It's kind of a tricky one. Prayer we kinda of got down, fasting, but alms giving.
2: Uh, isn't that giving Logan. something to like charity or someone who needs it more?
0: Yeah, so let's give some examples. So that was like that's the biggest one is giving money if you will right money's to charities okay what else what else would be a form of alms that we can give
1: give like food to the amen food pantry
0: food is excellent <laughs> yes food okay so money to the poor right if there's a charity we know of food to the amen food pantry what are the alms can we give prayer fasting and alms giving three efforts of lent think creative logan isaac and, and bella hmm. what else can we give that we like but we can give away and hopefully giving it away gives us space in our heart for Jesus. What else can we give away? How about this? Giving away your complaints. Right? So if you guys complain a lot to your mom and dad when you're asked to do chores, do you guys complain? Raise your hands. Yeah, they all, they all raise their hands really quickly. Isaac did it the slowest. <laughs> <laughs> so we all complain, myself included, right? We'll give those complaints away. So what does that mean? Don't complain anymore, right? Stop the whining right give if if the complaints are your alms, Logan, Isaac, and Bella okay, give those away. What else can we give away? Think that way thinking with your brothers and sisters, with your moms and dads, with your teachers, with your friends. what are some alms that you can give?
1: Maybe you could like say give away something that like you never use to like people who need it more than you do
0: you got it. Right? So it might be, maybe it might be some sort of um, digital object, it might be like a device, it might be a, a pair of clothing that you're not just going to give to uh, an organization or a charity, maybe you're going to give to somebody directly, like a, a person, right? Like maybe it's a classmate or a neighbor or maybe a cousin that you know needs this pair of shoes or this pair, you know, you want to make sure that they're in good shape. That's a great one, Isaac. What else? Let's name one more. Let's help our listeners when it comes to almsgiving because most of us think of money, right? Most of us think of giving money away, but think of something else we can give away.
2: Hmm, well. We give away our time.
0: Ha <laughs> time get more specific logan
2: like volunteering for a cause like helping at the Amen Food Pantry or something
0: right so whether it is whether it is like like a food bank like a Amen Food Pantry right Amen Food Pantry here in Dickinson okay it's a it's a reservoir if you will for needy families who who need food um and they receive donations from the community at large whether it's a grocery store or or, or persons uh, but donating time to that. So let's let's say in the month of March, you're not just going to give cans of soup, but you're going to give an hour right on a Friday afternoon, or you're going to give a couple hours on Saturday morning. That is true alms. That is good alms giving. Uh, here on Straight Talk, eight seven seven. Hold on here, students. Uh, Bella Kovash, Logan Gross, and Isaac Dahl, all. Seventh graders here at Trinity Junior High in Dickinson. Straight Talk, 877-795-0122. I have one more question for you guys. Don't move. They're not going anywhere. It doesn't look like. 877-795-0122 or realpresenceradio.com. And go to our Facebook link for questions. Straight Talk, Your Time to Talk segment Q&A on Catholic questions, 877 795 To fish. Why no fish, guys? Or excuse me, why no meat? And why do we Mm -hmm. eat fish? Why no meat in the season of Lent on Fridays?
1: Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure either.
2: No clue.
0: They'll get to that maybe, I don't know, fourth quarter and seventh grade religion here at Trinity. Uh, Maybe it's not even in your curriculum.
1: Maybe because God liked fish instead of meat, maybe? I don't know.
0: I, I, I appreciate that guess. So I think it's more important, and I might have I might have misled you with my question. It's probably more important to emphasize that the church teaches, and we know this, Real Presence Live, we know the church teaches it's no meat, no red meat, and people just, what? Because of fish fries in the Catholic Church, we just naturally go to fish, right? So you don't have to eat fish on Fridays in Lent. No. It's just you so can't eat easy. meat. Yeah, yeah, it's just easy, right? So it could be something like, Okay, what's your guys' f- favorite Friday food in Lent? Walleye. Ice cream. Oh, so we got fish here. So walleye, yeah. ice cream. Okay, I could do that. I could do that for me. Salmon, which is S- salmon. <laughs> so we got. So we got two types of fish. Okay, I would have said I love grilled cheese. So grilled cheese and tomato soup, right? Not fish, but you can still have that. So no meat. Why not? Why not any meat? What else would you guys think? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't meat be? I don't know. Why no meat in Lent? And to be sure, right, the church teaches, uh, Isaac, Logan, and Bella, the church teaches that every Friday, even outside of Lent, not meat, but every Friday, because it's the day of what? What do we remember on Fridays?
2: Jesus' death.
0: The death of Jesus. Exactly, Logan. Nice job. So because we remember all 52 or 53 Fridays... Right in the calendar year. We're talking January through December. Every Friday, we should have some moment of thinking about the death, right the passion, death, and crucifixion of our Lord. And that's why we should do some sort of fasting, some sort of almsgiving, some sort of penance when it comes down to Fridays. Now, in Lent, we don't eat meat, uh, and a lot of us eat fish, uh, I think primarily for two reasons. The first reason is red meat. right? So we, we want to make sure that as we give up the meat, uh, the flesh, uh, that what comes to our mind in giving that up is what kind of flesh, what flesh do we want to hunger for the body and blood of who Jesus? Jesus. You got it right. So going to, going to daily mass on Fridays is an excellent, excellent practice within Lent or outside of Lent. Okay. What's the second reason? Can you guys think about why no meat? And why maybe we would encourage fish. Um, What were the vocations, what were the occupations of some of the apostles? What did they do for a living? Uh, Fishermen. Yeah, fishermen. They were fishermen. Right? So, right, so that link there, they were fishermen. So think about it, okay? The earliest Christians, okay, and the first Christians, right? So the first actual Christians, the 12 apostles and Mary, okay, they would have been very familiar, they would have been very familiar with Fish and eating fish. Okay, so the Lord wanted to teach through their ordinary life that He wants to be a part of it. Okay, that He he doesn't want to be an exception. He wants to be part of our ordinary lives. So when it comes down to Lent, Bella, Isaac, and Logan, whatever you do during Lent, make sure that whether you're giving up junk food, whether you're giving up junk food, or whether you're watching less TV or putting down your cell phone or whatever it might be, that you're making that time for Jesus, right? Jesus wants to become part of our ordinary lives. And these 40 days and 40 nights, Bella and Isaac and Logan, it shouldn't be an exception. So I hope that you're fasting. Now, you probably will get back to junk food. I'll go back to my coffee, Logan. But I hope that the prayer, giving alms, so whether it's complaining, right, giving that away, or it's food or money, whatever it is, that that doesn't go away after Lent ends. We got one more question here. It just came in. What is the best kind of prayer during Lent? Do you guys, have, do you guys got an answer for that? What is the best kind of prayer during Lent?
1: Maybe like um, asking God. It's what a good
0: question. Go ahead, Isaac.
1: Maybe like asking God what you should pray about, or like what you should do better in your life.
0: Isaac Dahl, seventh grade at Trinity Junior High. I, I i think isaac's right i think having conversation with our lord right asking him whether than just asking for blessings right or asking him to do something that we're asking him what is it that you want me to do with my life especially as a seventh grader have you asked that question isaac
2: mm-hmm.
0: logan have you asked that question
2: yeah, probably. I'd
0: St- say so. Straight talk just got really personal. I'm asking about their prayer. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad Logan, Isaac, and Bella are vulnerable seventh graders here at Trinity Junior High. Um, the best kind of prayer, I think, um, the church would teach, and I think our saints would exemplify, is conversational prayer. That we take these forty days, we take time with Jesus, and we sit down with Him, and we talk. Right? Conversational prayer is we say something our thoughts, our feelings, our desires, we share ourselves with him and we wait for him to respond. We share our thoughts with him and wait for him to respond. Don't you think guys, who can be more vulnerable? Don't you think it's kind of tough to listen in prayer? Right? It's easy to talk, right? It's easy to ask him to bless my grandma or please go do this, right? But when it comes down just to sitting or kneeling or standing and listening to Jesus, do you guys find that difficult? I Mm -hmm. I find it very, very difficult. And I think the benefit of this is that our next segment, when you guys leave and you guys go back to first period, because I think you still have a few minutes left, when I go back to religion class, our next segment is going to be on this very, very topic. Monsignor Richter, priest of the Diocese of Bismarck, uh, he will be with us on the phone, and we're going to talk about this very thing. Uh, Before that, what kind of prayer is best during Lent? Conversational prayer. Where we take time not only to listen, not a, where we take time not only to speak to Jesus, but we also listen to Jesus. Okay, one last shot, guys. Five seconds left. One last shot before back to class. Logan, do you have a question? Isaac, Bella, anything? Two minutes to tease. All right, here we go. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We got one last thing. Uh, thank you to Bella Kovash, to Isaac Dahl, and to Logan Gross. Seventh graders here at Trinity Junior High and high school here in Dickinson. If you have any questions, uh, 877-795-0122, realpresenceradio.com. Go to our Facebook link. Up next, hungry to learn more about one of your favorite penances during Lent? I like, did did you catch that? That's called something. Are you hungry to learn more about your favorite penances during Lent? Or do you want insight, direction, listeners, on where to go with your prayer, fasting, and almsgiving? I think this segment of Straight Talk was a great introduction, a great appetizer, speaking of food, uh, to what Monsignor Tom Rector will feed us uh, and giving us some of his reflections on why we are called to fast at least twice a year. And later, what does it feel like to win Know Your Faith competition very proud dean here trinity high school won the 2020 know your faith competition we're going to have the winning team here adeline emter cody Hirschfeld, and morgan Aylis, all seniors here at trinity high school they're going to be with us in studio here in the school that's all coming back next on real presence radio live i can't break yet. i guess we can't break yet we're going to stay here we we can't break in until i'm ready to break um Bella and Logan and Isaac, do you have anything else?
1: No. Mm. Nope.
0: Nothing. All right, friends, you have a friends, you have a great Lent. Uh, Forty days. Remember those Sundays. That's up to you. We're going to learn a lot more in our next segment with Monsignor Tom Rector. We're going to dive into the depths of what that prayer, fasting, and almsgiving should give to us. And most importantly, and I know Monsignor Rector will get to this, but it should increase our friendship with our Lord in these 40 days. Give up the junk food. That's great. Stop watching DVD. Fine. You know, avoid the meat on Fridays, but it's that friendship that we're after with our Lord. We'll be back.